John, are you recording? I am recording. Hang on a second. Yeah, that sounded a little hesitant. That's like, I think I know how to do brain surgery. <laughs> it's like that. All right. Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guy. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus Christ, John. We're going to change <laughs> to a different chair. Okay, I'm back. Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing money on the 2020 election. I'm David Reese. I'm joined in studio with Starly Kine. Hi. And on the phone is our old friend, John Kimball. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you, John? I am. I'm doing great. Good. All right. Here we go. So we are recording on Thursday afternoon. This is two days after Super Tuesday, uh, which was a big night for many reasons. This is also the afternoon. We're only hours after uh, Elizabeth Warren putting her campaign on hold indefinitely, I think is the technical term. Is that what they call it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, she dropped yeah. out. Yeah, she dropped out. Yeah. There you go. We're fresh from receiving that news. We're fresh from receiving that news. Yeah. Um, Feels great. Yeah, Starly is, is over the moon about Elizabeth Warren dropping out. <laughs> Starly on the ride over here was I'm like, sorry. I'm so glad we're not going to have a woman president. I'm so sick of these women eating up all my attention. I, yeah. She said, the one thing I want is a 200-year-old white man to be president. <laughs> I don't care who it is. They're all the same. I just love that demographic. She's going to get it. Yep. I did vote for Warren on Tuesday uh, in the California primary. John, you voted on Super Tuesday as well because North Carolina, where you live, is part of Super Tuesday. That is correct. I uh, voted around 10 a.m. here in Chapel Hill, and I voted for Elizabeth Warren, too. I had said that I was going to vote for Biden, but... I, I changed my mind in the last few days. There's been a lot of anecdotal stories of people making up their mind at the very last minute. John, why did you switch from Joe Biden to Elizabeth Warren? First of all, I'm embarrassed to be one of these last minute people because I always sort of look at them as attention seekers. Uh, um, so I'm not proud of the fact that I couldn't make up my mind until the end. OK, but forgive I had initially been with Warren for since the beginning. It wasn't until she had had started to peter out and, and not doing so well in the first five um, primaries, including doing really poorly in South Carolina. So at that point, um, I was thinking, you know what? I, I see this. This doesn't even make any sense. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. It, it's just in the end, I think I was convinced by the people close to me who are all Warren people that she is the best so that I should just go ahead and vote for who I think is going to be the best, even though I knew it wasn't going to make any difference. And I initially had switched to Biden because I believed that Sanders was going to run away with this. And I just wanted to pump the brakes so we could continue to have this contest go on a little long. You're trying to pump the brakes now, on the on the revolution cars. Ex exactly. Not not that I don't not that I don't think Sanders would be a fine nominee, but I, I just wasn't ready for Sanders yet. And I saw Biden as the way to stop that. But after he crushed in South Carolina, it, it looked like Biden might run away with it. So I decided I'm not going to vote for Biden now. I, I'm going to might as well vote for Warren. And I thought that she could reach her 15 percent delegate uh, threshold in, in this congressional district so she would get delegates. So I thought, you know what, I'm not throwing my vote away. Maybe she'll get a few delegates out of it. She didn't, but I feel fine. What was the advantage of Bernie and Biden staying in 
like that that going longer. I, I just I, I think there's an advantage to seeing um, two people competing. You know, I don't think you just want someone to run away with it. You want a good competition. It's going to sharpen them up for the general election. And I really hope that uh, Biden doesn't run away with it right now. I hope that it it is going to be sort of a drag out for a while, but not too long. Couldn't it fatigue them, though, too? We're talking about senior citizens, John. Like, how much do you want them to fight? Like, my parents are senior citizens. I don't think they can fight for more than two minutes. And they're like, ooh, we need a nap. We're not dealing with, like, Zion and King James battling, you know, you know. This is the <laughs> John's like, yeah, I just want to see those old men just drag it out. I just want to I just think it would be bad <laughs> before he wants to see them drag it out before two new old men are about to have yeah, to fight right, exactly. for the rest of the time. I yeah. just want to see them prove themselves. I don't want them to be the the nominee if they can't prove themselves. You're right. These are two pretty green politicians. They don't have a lot of years of experience in politics. We should get to know them a little better and see if they have what it takes because they're both kind of new to the field these young upstarts right. bernie yeah. sanders right. and joe biden <laughs> and their messaging changes so much yeah from right week exactly to week. definitely don't know what these two brands are <laughs> joe 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 biden and bernie sanders like who are these inscrutable enigmas that, that i just cannot get a handle on what these are the two most known motherfuckers on the planet right now john like why not just pick one and be done with it isn't that what everybody wants isn't that what happened on super tuesday yeah people were like enough fuck it it's Biden. Let's get it going. I haven't heard Bernie Sanders say a new bit of messaging in four years. Yeah. That would be incredible, though, if he came out with like way out of left field with something like or out of right field. Pro Amazon. It's like, I really regret my Iraq war vote. I actually think <laughs> if they had just done things a little different, it would be a beacon of democracy in the Middle East. And I'm sorry, I'm such a dirty peacenik. Well, I feel like that's actually what's about to happen now that when he came out with the Obama ad yesterday. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's oh. like oh, OK, now, <laughs> now we're friends. OK. Yeah. Now exactly. I see now. OK, Bernie. North Carolina, Cal Cunningham is officially now the Democratic challenger to Republican incumbent Senator Tom Tillis. Cal Cunningham beat um, more progressive candidate Erica Smith by, I think, about 20 percentage points. So that's a resounding victory for anti-Green New Deal Democrat Cal Cunningham. Great. I still love him. I can't wait for him to whoop Tom Tillis. Tom Tills sucks. So these are the hands we're dealt. We'll make, yeah. the, we'll make the best play we can. So for all my fellow North Carolina political watchers, the game is on Cal Cunningham versus Tom Tillis. People are nervous. Donald Trump has gone to, where was he last week, John? Charlotte? He's been in Charlotte a lot. Yeah, he was in Charlotte last week. And where's the Republican convention this summer, John? Unfortunately, it's in Charlotte. That's right. North Carolina is in play. This Senate seat is a David Reese must watch. (laughs) John, is it true that Super Tuesday, this big night for Joe Biden, is that all because of what happened on Saturday in South Carolina? Yes. I mean, it was what uh, I had said, but I wasn't alone. I was just reading a lot of smart people that were predicting the the possibility that there was going to be this big jump if he did well and he crushed in south carolina so yeah everyone everyone jumped on board but the truth is that the democratic party is just more moderate than a lot of people realize so i i don't think it's that surprising that we finally saw a more moderate candidate do well especially after everyone else had 
started this lineup to to drop out. What's going to happen, John? I think that Biden is going to run away with it now. And I, 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 that makes me anxious. But I, I think he is is really in a good position because you got these big states like Florida out there. And Florida is a place that is that he'll do well, you know, and, and with Bloomberg dropping out. I do wonder if it's, it's about people being more moderate or I, I, I also feel like it's just that there's something about Bernie <laughs> that people aren't. You know, it's not it's not even him. It's not that they're not sold on him. It's I think the trouncing mm-hmm. of the Democratic Party <laughs> that he does, that he, that he and his followers do so much backfired on them because the numbers of the revolution aren't high enough. Like, I, I don't I, know if I, I inherently agree. believe yeah. that people are more moderate. I think they were looking for when when Joe Biden when Joe Biden won South Carolina they were just so relieved because they were like we can now vote for him we're now allowed to vote for him because he won one and they were looking for any excuse not to vote for Bernie Starley that is an excellent point and it actually made me think that if if Biden is that vehicle where people are going to be anti Sanders maybe that's what Sanders was in 2016 Mm. Oh, totally. I know Sanders mm. had yeah. his core supporters, right. but maybe a lot of those votes that Sanders got were just anti-Hillary. I would say that on Super Tuesday, watching the results with two friends of mine who are hardcore Sanders supporters, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We'd had some pizza, we'd had some wings, I brought a bottle of red wine, and then they were getting progressively de- despondent until my friend was like, uh, you have to leave, I can't watch this anymore. You, they, you had to leave their house. Yeah, they were. They, they were. They were crashing. They were like, "Okay, this is over. Get out." Yeah, get out. Because, like, I don't know, man. I have to say to Chapo, like, what happened, guys? I thought the deal was, I thought we had this implicit bargain that you guys were going to run around and be a bunch of little stinkers, and the rest of us were just going to kind of go along with it. Like, you can dump on everyone who voted for Hillary as a neoliberal shill against Trump. And then anyone who supports Elizabeth Warren, she's a snake. She's a centrist. First of all, it makes no fucking sense. Elizabeth Warren established the Consumer (laughs) Financial Protection Bureau. She wasn't even in Washington yet. She did more to protect us from financial predation than Bernie Sanders did in the 600 years he's been a fucking senator. So what the fuck? Um, You know Elizabeth Warren wanted to, like, prosecute the CEO of Wells Fargo and said that to his face, right? Wall Street was hating Elizabeth Warren. Fucking Obama was hating Elizabeth Warren. Do you think Timothy Geithner and Larry Summers liked it when (laughs) Elizabeth Warren would get up in their face and talk Talk about the regulatory framework and then like market capitalization of, of federally insured banks. They hated this little nerdy woman yelling at them about the shit they were supposed to know about. Right. OK, put that aside. I thought the grand bargain was that people like me, normies, right? <laughs> <laughs> we were going to go along with all this. And anyone who's a Democrat is a, is a fucking idiot. Bernie's going to win. He would have won. Now he's going to steamroll it. You know, yada, yada, yada. It's like, okay, that's a small price to pay if there is a revolution. If all these kids come out from the shadows and turn up and support Sanders, if all these people who have been previously disenfranchised or disillusioned are inspired by this relatively radical message, Mm -hmm. a candidate who's not afraid to say, not only do the Republicans suck, the Democrats suck too, you know? Uh, Maybe that's going to inspire all these like 
you know, people to show up and, you know, like, and and, and the game is going to change so fundamentally that the old rules don't apply. And it's like, oh, shit, the revolution is working. Yeah. A bunch of obnoxious memes. Who cares? Small price to pay if we get Medicare for all, which, first of all, is not going to fucking happen. But we'll put that aside, too. It's nope. like the wall. It's your lodestar. It's, it's your litmus test. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it doesn't happen. I believe in this. That's what I'm driving towards. It signals who you are as a person. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, right. And the other thing we're going to put up with is if someone is like, actually, I support the public option, they're going to hear, oh, so you want 10,000 people to die every day it's like well no i just want to live in the world that could possibly exist after the morning after this election whatever put all that aside the point is bernie your people didn't show up youth turnout was down in texas so what the fuck where are the kids i thought this was happening guys Mm -hmm. you know I thought this was a done deal. Why is fucking Joe Biden basically a malfunctioning speak and spell duct tape to a Halloween mask kicking your ass on Tuesday? You can't win a revolution against this old motherfucker. You're going to try to go up and win the general election and somehow win back all these like South Carolina Democrats, the backbone of this party. You've spent five years dumping on anyone who is part of the quote unquote Democratic establishment and big money donors in fucking South Carolina. What is this? And I'm not I want to make something clear. I'm a little bit heated. It's not because I'm offended by tweets. Again, a small price to pay in Twitter is is not real life for someone like me, at least who's not getting doxxed and harassed, you know. But I'm talking about, okay, it's a revolution. In a way, that type of language makes you think, oh, so this is Mm post-political. This is above. In a way, it's a weird weird inverse of Obama's contempt for politics. Mm. These guys both have a little bit of a messiah complex. Obviously, Bernie's, I believe in Bernie's politics, Mm -hmm. but I believe in Obama's rhetoric. But both of them had this flaw where they think, I am above this mess. Yeah. I will not deign to make deals. The power of my personality is such that everyone will fall in line. And we saw that with Obama, who's essentially a pretty lame middle ground Democrat when it just comes to like banks and all that shit. Right. But what I'm saying about Sanders and that rhetoric, it's not it's not the Twitter stuff. For me, it's like, whatever, they're obnoxious. Yeah. Like they're fucking also, they're so much younger than me. It's like, I'm a, I'm a maidist. I'm not even allowed to read these tweets. I'm so old. You know what I mean? Like, why are they still on Twitter? They should be on TikTok or GibGab or fucking Quibi or whatever that fucking new movie. So you can only watch on your phone five minutes at a time. Put that aside. Mm-hmm. It's still a political process. How are you going to rally Democratic voters if the message for the first for your entire high profile public life is the Democrats suck? The establishment sucks, you know? Like you, they, they, these people like the Democratic Party. Yeah. Obama, the most popular president, is a Democrat. Well, he's, I mean, I'm not saying Bernie's also running to be the Democratic yeah, right. president. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> dude, in the what are you like? How are you going to build this coalition? Okay, dude, you maxed out. No, I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be like Yang, but it really is sort of about math. You have to build a coalition, and in order to do that, you have to grow it. So you got to make adjustments to get to where the people are. And because we live in a democracy, the more people vote for the other guy, like Biden, then that's who they want. What was I found so frustrating about yesterday. So Bernie did not win Super Tuesday. The minute we realized that, all the people, everyone I know who supports Bernie, it's a conspiracy. I cannot believe the DNC. Right. Biden won. He did not have a campaign in these states. Biden in stumbled Maine. backwards he, he, into a honey jar. Yeah. 
because people fucking like him. They voted. Like, uh, how many times? At a certain point, you can't just right. be like the conspiracy. Yep. Yeah. The, the country that you are trying to lead, that this man that Bernie is telling us he's going to be the boss of, right. they voted for another person yesterday, and all these Bernie supporters were like, it's rigged. This is also the party of the people. Bernie's right. face, they're the ones who say, we care about the people. We care about the union workers. We care right. about the postal workers. Yep. On Tuesday, the people spoke. Right. And those same Bernie's base said those people don't count. And you know what I think? I think if Bernie had just all I mean, maybe this is not true and maybe it would have made his campaign and his persona and his identity less compelling. Yeah. He should have said, I'm a Democrat. I'm to the left of the party, but I'm a Democrat. Don't don't identify yourself as a Democratic socialist. No one knows what the fuck that is. You know what I mean? But if he had just always been a Democrat. And just been a part of that party and been on the left flank of that party. If he'd been Elizabeth Warren? Like, I wouldn't give a shit about any of this stuff if he if if he had won. And if I had been sitting there and my two DSA Bernie people were like, yeah, let's order more wings. We're going to stay up all night. This is amazing. Look at this. Look at this. But even yesterday. So the other thing that happened yesterday was that I saw all these messages that were like, Bernie's the only one who can win. You have to like you have to come over to our side because he's the only one who could win like that. He is, didn't win. He didn't y'all. win. He didn't win. <laughs> It it didn't happen. And so now I'm a little bit panicked. Why were we suffering through all this bullshit, all this destructive rhetoric? Why alienate and write off, like, just say it, black voters in South Carolina as on the, some people are saying they're uneducated and other people are saying they're corporate shills. Guys, Bernie has built a relatively broad coalition. It is not all white neckbeards in Brooklyn playing (laughs) Metal Gear Solid and, you know, Doing doing rails off of people's history of the United States hardcover, you know, like he has a broad coalition, but like obviously it doesn't look like it's enough. I don't know. It's still a lot of time to the convention, but it's like Super Tuesday for me. And I voted for Warren. Like, I think she would have been the best president. Obviously, she wasn't the best candidate. But Super Tuesday for me was like, oh, shit, maybe this Bernie stuff like was not delusional. Because, you know, they had good feel. But like when you're losing to a guy who literally doesn't have a campaign staff in a state, it's like uh, I thought the whole point was you were going to out organize everybody. I thought the whole point of DSA was conditioning young people and people who are previously disenfranchised to engage with what a political process and politics is the art of forming coalitions to acquire and exercise power in the service of your interests. Oh, and one more thing. The other thing that drove me crazy was the, is the next morning when everyone starts being nice to Elizabeth. I mean, I understand. Okay, okay. I'm actually refuting my own point, which is like, yeah, it's fucking politics. Like, it's disgusting. People will say whatever they need to do to, to get yeah, what they want. Yeah, but you gotta play the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, and then everyone's like so nice to Elizabeth Warren. It's like, mm, I saw y'all on my mentions a couple of weeks ago. It's a little clunky. And there were also a lot of blaming Elizabeth Warren supporters for taking away the votes from Bernie, even though... Which, I, I mean, maybe. Even, I'm I, mean, still, I mean, I was a Warren supporter. Maybe, no. I, maybe I'm reluctant to admit yeah, that, but I, mean, I don't know, Warren man. did not cost him. If, if Warren had dropped out, half of her vote would have gone to, to Bernie, and then a bunch would have gone to Biden as well. So, yeah, if she had dropped out, he, he would have been helped a tiny bit. And he still would have been destroyed by Biden. I don't think that's why he tripped on his dick. He tripped on his dick on Super Tuesday. And now, yeah. because of that, it's going to be a Biden-Trump. Yes, that's that's on those debates 
It's just going to be like whoever dribbles the most oatmeal out of their mouth wins the debate. How's I mean, that? John's going to be in heaven, it's, it sounds like. No. John can't wait no. for it. These predicted <laughs> markets. It's going to be, yeah, like most malapropisms in a 30 in a in a 30 minute stretch, you know, like yeah. most reference, most references to Clara Gish movies or something or whatever the fuck. Esther Williams. Right. Esther Williams and swim caps and, and corn pop and all that. It's just like, oh, my what God. A oh fucking and nightmare. Hagar the Horrible. And ha- I, I fucks with Hagar the Horrible. Did he mention Hagar the Horrible? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about Biden or Trump? <laughs> no, Biden. Okay, I'm all in on Biden. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be so into Hagar the Horrible. Let's take a moment, though. I mean, Warren ended Michael Bloomberg's political career. Yes. I think. Yes. To me, yeah, that's that the, was awesome. That's the most exciting thing that happened this entire primary so far. Yes. He spent $500 million to get a fucking vote in American Samoa. I'm not disrespecting the people of American Samoa, but bro, win a state. Like, that's embarrassing. You know what I mean? That's more embarrassing than Joe Biden running around, mixing up his family members and breathing on babies or whatever I see on these all these damn memes that come across my Twitter. Like, come on, Michael Bloomberg. So we will we will always respect Elizabeth Warren on this podcast for being the best and for also just gacking the fuck out of Mike Bloomberg on stage. It was incredible. And Bernie Sanders supporters, I know you're being nice to Warren now because you want her endorsement, but don't forget, she did what Bernie should have done. I thought Bernie was the heavy hitter and the truth teller, but Warren stuck that shiv in the billionaire on stage more than Bernie did. She took him out of the race. Yes. And can I just can I say, can I just say something about the just just not this woman thing? Yeah. Because we're not going to be talking about women for the rest of the season. We're not going to talk about Tulsi? <laughs> Her name shall not pass these lips. No. Um, we now have two 78-year-old men running against each other, which means we're getting less and less time to allow any woman to ever establish herself enough to be the person who's allowed to run. And then at any point in their lives, they can't have done anything wrong. So we're like, the the age limit is getting higher and higher for who's even allowed to be president. And if we're going to be you saying... Have to be, you have to be as old as the baby boomers are. You have to be as old as the baby boomers right. are. So if we're saying you have to be that age to be allowed to run the country, but at the same time in all those 80 years, never have done anything wrong. Right. Like we're just building in more time for women to make more mistakes so that we use against them so they can't be president. It just feels... I know a lot of young people younger than me who had, who did not care at all if we had a woman president at this time. And part of that, I feel like, is they don't know how they're going to feel in four years. I will now have lived yeah. fully half of my life without a woman president. Hmm. It starts to take a toll on you. Mm-hmm. You start to really like mourn the loss of years in your life that you could have been feeling different. Do you know who the first woman president might be is Ivanka Trump? Yeah, because I mean, like you said, when we were walking over here today, yeah. it's probably going to be a Republican. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be a Republican woman. Yeah. Right? Well, we're all like second guessing and getting yeah. nervous and oh, I don't know what the appeal to the. Uh. Yeah. And being like weird stealth misogynists, like the liberals right. who are like so, so sure that they have no work to be done on themselves. So their own misogyny never gets examined. There'll be just some like Republican who's like, yeah, we want to crush every poor person and everyone who's different right. than us. So of course, we'll elect a woman. We don't care. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get to what's really important. Our money. Right. Super Tuesday results. How'd we do? Uh, I didn't have any big losses, but the big gains were in Texas. I bought Biden at 23 cents and rode him up to about 50 cents and and got out. And then I got back in 
when it became clear he was going to win, I got back in at, at around 70 some cents and, and wrote him up into the high 90s. So I made a little money there. I actually beforehand, I decided to take a, a long shot in Minnesota and I bought Klobuchar at, I believe, four cents. I bought 100 shares of that thinking maybe something crazy would happen and I could and she would spike or even potentially win. But literally, like within three hours after I bought those shares, she dropped out and endorsed Biden. So I lost I lost money on that. But I was also no uh, Sanders in Minnesota. So I made money on that. I, I don't bet with my heart. I just didn't think Sanders would win Minnesota. And then I and then I was yes uh, Biden in North Carolina and yes Biden in Virginia. Those are the only places other than Texas that I was in and Minnesota where I lost money. So how much money did you make? I think about $150. So that mustard seed, you just tended that mustard <laughs> seed. So it sounds like the real make or break primary is next Tuesday Michigan. Joe Biden currently trading 87 cents unpredicted. John, what happens if Bernie Sanders wins Michigan? Oh, I, I, he'll definitely be back in it if he wins. Then Michigan. I'll retract my whole big thing I said about where where's the revolution? Where's the revolution? They'll be like, we're here. We're in Michigan. We were in Michigan the whole time. It's the MC5, you dingbat. We know for certain that Biden is going to win Mississippi and almost certainly is going to win Missouri. He's trading at 99 cents already in Mississippi, 94 cents in uh, Missouri. Um. Sanders is going to win the Hawaii caucus and Sanders is going to win in Idaho. But Michigan, you know, that's a that's a big state. It's a di- well, it's sort of diverse. Michigan's pretty white, actually. Michigan has um, a, a relatively large Muslim population. I don't know. That's that's that alone will not do it, obviously. I, I think the work that has to be done between now <laughs> and Michigan is just some humility on the part of the Bernie of on the part of the Bernie can- uh, supporters and campaign and really work to try to figure out how to get the voters that they would not have normally got. Are you talking about behavior on Twitter? No, I'm, I'm say- saying when phone banking and canvassing. Slight tonal tweaking that, I, that would be helpful for them to do in the next week as they actually have to, like, on the ground, get voters over his side. I think there is such an important distinction to be made between self-expression of values and preferences and political speech. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is a common refrain among Sanders supporters is we're trying to get everybody in this country to have health insurance. And we're trying to completely remake this economy in a way that ensures fairness. And you're worried about us saying poo-poo and pee-pee on the internet? Like, why is you should be offended by a for-profit health insurance Mm-hmm. schema. Yeah. Not us being obnoxious. And that is totally true. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. I think in some cases you're probably invalidating some people's feelings, especially mm-hmm. people who actually have really been harassed, mm-hmm. which I've not been. Mm-hmm. But put that aside. It's like, OK, of course, of course, Medicare for all is more important than civility and tone. But if you are trying to expand your coalition, pay attention to what the fuck is coming out of your mouth. Yes. Because it is not bringing people to the polls in a way that you need to. Yes. It is the distinction between 
Are you just expressing how you're feeling, or are you trying to seduce somebody to go into that booth and pull the lever or press the button for Bernie Sanders? Yes, it's two entirely different things, and the conflation of self-expression and political activism could actually, in some instances, I think, be doing real damage to organizing. And I'm not saying that Bernie doesn't have a good ground game. And I'm not saying that the DSA isn't a net benefit for communities. But this is going to sound a little bit harsh. But for some cohort of Bernie supporters, you might have to make the ultimate sacrifice in the service of your candidate, which is to not say what you are feeling when you are feeling it. And that and that can be really tough. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's a good lesson in general to, as a person. Bernie himself might have to do a little of that. And that's a tightrope walk for him because the reason we all love him is like he's been saying the same shit for 200 years. We know how he thinks about everything. Yeah. That Obama ad. I know. It's kind of like, okay, Bernie, like, we, all right, I see what you're doing. And good. To, I mean, good to him. He's, he's thinking politically. He's acting politically. I'm not yeah, sure what Obama he's thinks about. playing the game. He's trying to win. But uh, he really wants to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really wants to win. Yeah. And watching him realizing he wasn't sweeping on Tuesday was a really... I found it really emotional. He seemed shaky. Bummed. I knew that feeling. Like, I know that feeling. It's that feeling of when you, you've you just gotten bad news and then you have to go be social. Yeah. And your your stomach yeah. is just, is, is has fallen. And you yeah, are, yeah. all you're thinking is what, the, you're so disappointed, but you still have to put on a face. You want like, to go to your hotel room. Yeah. And yeah. just turn on cable and yeah, not no. leave for three days. And he seemed, I, I was the most shaken I've ever, I feel like I've ever seen him personally. 538, which has been off for a couple of days because they're they're waiting for all of the results for Super Tuesday to come in. According to that model, um, Biden still has a one in three chance of winning a plurality. And where is... Wait, overall? Bernie, or no, Biden has a two in three right, chance of say. winning a plurality right. of delegates. And Sanders is still in it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, the delegate delegate wise, they're pretty much even, right? You know, we're we're still unsure about California, but right now the delegates Biden has five hundred and twenty nine, according to Decision Desk, and Bernie Sanders has four hundred and fifty six. Hmm. <laughs> That's, I don't like that. Then Warren Warren with forty eight, Bloomberg forty seven. I can't believe. I know. Oh. I know. That's so. Just that's worse than anything. That Bloomberg has one less delegate than Elizabeth Warren. That's, I mean, they, <laughs> five thirty-eight is projecting that that Biden will have seventeen hundred and thirty-eight delegates, and Sanders will have thirteen hundred and sixty-three. This is their what their model is showing. But are we will still happen and eventually? John, and how many delegates do you need for the nomination? Nineteen ninety-one. If they're really, really close and, and, and neither of them get enough, then, yeah, it could be kind of crazy. But if somebody comes in with a plurality and they're up by 10 points on, on the next guy, then, then that person's going to be the nominee. What happens to Bloomberg and Warren's delegates? They'll take direction from the candidate, but they, they're, they're not bound to follow what the candidate says. So, yeah, you can assume well, we could just we could say, OK, Warren's going to give her 48 delegates to to Sanders and 
Bloomberg's going to give his his 47 to Biden. So they're just going to cancel each other out. And Klobuchar and Mayor Pete will just swap delegates to each other <laughs> as a love gift because they love each other so much. Yes, they do love each other. Did you say who you're, who you're betting on for next week? I bet on Bernie Sanders in Michigan. He's trading at 60 cents, but I was like, whatever, I might as well support him. I mean, I'd rather have him... I don't I like mean, this. I don't like this lack of enthusiasm for Bernie. <laughs> like, like, I'm I'm spooked. Like I said last week, my whole vibe is I want North Carolina to flip. Yeah. And I want Tom Tillis to lose that Senate seat. And according to the latest polls, Biden still beats Trump more often in North Carolina than Bernie does. So part of me is like, I guess I want Biden. If you were had to vote now. You would now be torn between actually voting. I, what state between? am I voting in? Am I voting in California? Michigan. Michigan. In Michigan? Yeah. Post Super Tuesday, you're a Michigan <sighs> probably, resident. I mean, I'd probably vote for Bernie. I don't know. But after Super Tuesday, it's kind of like, oh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad I'm done voting. <laughs> Woo! It's like when you go to the dentist. Don't have to do that again for 10 years. Oh, so refreshing. <laughs> oh, you're like, the, you're you're part of an early billing in like a talent show. Exactly. Act one, 30 seconds of juggling and I'm out. Have fun, y'all. I'm yeah. going to go. You know what drives me crazy, though, is like all it took was South Carolina to resurrect a a a. a, 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 a no, um, it's like, crazy. Like, so it could have been Elizabeth Warren. She was, she was really, she's really good. And so, like, once she stopped, she didn't take anything on Tuesday because everybody's like, she has no chance, right? We're not gonna, we're not gonna waste our vote. It's not because she's a bad, she's gonna be a bad president. You know what I mean? It's not even because right. people disliked her. So it just makes me crazy that like, it's so arbitrary that it was him. Like one state changed everything and it's not because he did a better job. It's not like he did anything no, it's special. It's Joe Biden. And Biden would be very boring. They want that. Yeah. That's friends reruns. That's what like that's that's the, the equivalent best. of that. Yeah. That's why Friends is the most is the most popular show currently on television. Because no one told you life was gonna be this way. Mm-hmm. Job's a joke, you're broke, your love life's DOA. I mean, that's real talk from Joe Biden. You know what I mean? That's no malarkey right there. Right? Your job's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's deal. actually sounds more like Bernie, actually. <laughs> All right. So, John, what are you going to bet on next week? Look, these prices are, are pretty expensive. Um, I think I'll pile into some of these markets once the results start coming in and it looks like one candidate is going to win. So I'll, I, I'm just going to ride some waves. Okay. But I, 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 be, I believe that Predicted is probably right in their thinking. What, that Biden is going to win Michigan and that this is basically going to be the end of the primary? <sighs> yeah, I don't know if I would buy at this price. Conventional wisdom picks the conventional guy. Super Tuesday was a big deal. It was a big deal. There's a reason my friends kicked me out of their house. <laughs> like, it was it was rough. So, guys, we have some news here. John and I are leaving on a Caribbean cruise for a week. We were invited on a cruise by our friend Jonathan Colton. He hosts an annual nerd cruise. And John and I are going on the boat pending any last-minute coronavirus travel restrictions. Yeah. We are bringing a recorder on the cruise ship, and we will be recording daily dispatches from the high seas. You won't hear them every day, but we are going to record an audio diary that we will upload sometime next week. Keep in mind, the yes. cruise ship has very limited internet access. How is John Kimball going to handle the stress of not being able to hit refresh on Twitter and predict it every 20 seconds? Will David Reese come down with the case of a bad 
tummy bug from eating too much at the salad bar, his favorite thing to do on cruise ships, wreck salad bars day and night. We will find out. We will send an update next week somehow. Hodgman can't go, right? He had a... He's blocked. He's, he went to Italy. Because of coronavirus? Yeah. Maybe Elizabeth Warren, who's free now, could take, Try to get her could on the take cruise Hodgman's last place. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to DJ a dance party with Hodgman. I would DJ a dance party with Elizabeth yeah. Warren. It would just be like audio. It would be like <laughs> audio books. It would be like the Black Swan and that Piketty Capitalism book, like set to some kind of <laughs> four on the floor beat. You know, <laughs> That would be a pretty sick dance party. Uh-huh. Hit me up, E-Dub. I'm ready to DJ with you. It's going to be a... Our first cruise, I think our first cruise dispatch, right? We're going to be riding the waves. I mean, this is for real now, guys. This is what this is what we're all about. Right. Kid Midas. Getting getting back on his board. You're going to hear waves in the background when we record. I mean, how sick is that? Potentially very sick. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, Daniel Powell. You can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. Send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. Starley's suggestion for our close off this episode is let's hope for the best next week. Yeah. Bet for the worst. <laughs> election Profit Makers. Election Profit Makers.